giant stalker, dragon stalker, crypt stalker, demon stalker, rift stalker, grown stalker, crypt stalker, scourge stalker, wind runner. I'm a pony, lead skill hunter. Welcome to episode 213 of the Hunting Party Podcast. I'm Dark Brew from thebrewhall.com and the Brew Hall on Twitter. I'm Solar Flare from Warcraft Hunters Union and Cloak and Quiver. I'm Delirium from Thrill of the Wild, the Warcraft Hunters Union, and at Delirium Hunts on Twitter. <laughs> I'm, I'm Bendak from Eyes of the Beast, Blizzard Watch, and Bendak Wow on Twitter. And I'm Artemis Hal from the Warcraft Hunters Union and at Artemis Hal on Twitter. Today is Sunday, March 15th, 2015, and we are broadcasting live on Twitch.tv. You can participate in the live chat room where our lovely moderator, Alexander, is there to take your questions. And, well, this is kind of a, well, this will be a fun show today. Hopefully it's kind of a, a bittersweet, as, as, as it were. We've got some cool announcements, fun hunter topics to talk to, and yet I believe it's this also is going to be Solar Flare, your last episode with us as you prepare to move on to the next journey in your life and head off to, to Blizzard, which we're all very excited and, of course, majorly yeah, jealous no, of. Yay! <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I can't, I'm, I'm very excited. I can't wait. It's, it's going to be a very busy month. I'm already starting to lose sleep over just the amount of stuff that I have to do <laughs> on such a short uh, time clock. Um, so... I'm going to be going to Hawaii, too, in a couple days for a vacation. It's going to be like the last family vacation, I guess. At least that's what my parents told me. <laughs> so I'm going to have six days out there. And then when I get back, I have two days to pack up everything and move. And oh, my gosh, it's just stuff to get out there and put in a U-Haul. And oh, my goodness. But I'm excited. I'm, I'm so excited. It's, it's what I've always wanted to do. And I've made it this far. And... Here we are. So, yeah, but it's gonna it's gonna be great. But yeah, I've, I got like five hours of sleep last night just because I had I had a roommate situation out there and then it fell through. I recommend you guys don't use Craigslist to find places to live. It it might work uh, from time to time, but I, I did get kind of burned and I was like, oh shoot. So thankfully, I've got uh, some guildmates actually in and around the LA area, quite a few of them, uh, and and they they came through. So I found I got a place that's still pretty close to work and everything like that so nice crisis averted nice. yeah but. good deal good deal so well, what else we well you know a blizzard announced this week uh that tickets for blizzcon 2015 are about to go on sale in a, in a month here actually exactly one month from from today april 15th so we kind of had got together and talked about team hunter and getting together again so artemis why don't you talk a little bit about what we're planning and thinking right now well, this year we want to do um, a room at the Hilton. It's pretty affordable according to what I believe Solar Flare found out. Um, so in about a month or two, we're going to start crowdfunding. Uh, it's going to be really good to prep out about seven to eight months in advance this time. So you know, we'll have a lot of time to do a lot more stuff and make it you know, a much better party overall. Um, the room will have like pop-up bars in it, Hilton style. Um, we wanted to crowdfund as well to get goodie bags with more swag in it. We have a lady who is going to do some shirt designs for us, and we have a couple other people volunteering to do some shirt designs as well. So a lot of community stuff already getting involved and thrown in. Uh, more lanyards, more swag. We still have to come up with what more swag we want. I think sunglasses and wristbands were a hot topic. So... 
hopefully we can go from there. No, that sounds that sounds cool. awesome. Sunglasses would be cool. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I was actually looking at rooms at the Hilton to rent for like conference rooms, and we don't need like a conference room. That'd be way too big. So <laughs> the um convert to raid party upstairs at the Hilton is is like a, a, an acceptable size. The only reason I was even thinking about rooms in the first place is just because when we had the Hunter meetup last time, I mean, it's chaos on the bottom level of the Hilton, right, at night? Yep. Like, yep. it's chaos. So and it, was, it was hard to be, like, official Hunter meetup here without kind of getting lost in the sea of nerds. Um, so I thought it might have been cool to get a, a, a place to kind of shack up for the event but at the same time it's like it's like 300 bucks um which is cool because we can obviously raise that money um but at the same time we could also use that to give giveaways and swag and stuff like that so i don't really know how we want to appropriate our funds yet but who well yeah i mean we have we have a lot of time so yeah yeah. although it will go by quickly (laughs) i'm sure i hope it does i can't wait till november i mean even last year, even though it was a little less organized, and there were so many people that showed up, um, I'm hoping this year with the organization, we still have the same turnout, hopefully even more, and more people are happier that it's in a more, you know, of a stable place, and no one gets confused. We also wanted to do more scheduling and make that more appropriate so people can uh, show up in time for the group photo. They know what all that's going to be, you know, just maybe some giveaways. Yeah, no, it's not, it's 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 a great idea, and uh, it it, sh- it should be fun. So re- real quickly, just maybe go. So so who all's gonna be there from from our crew? We kind of talked about it. I know I'm gonna plan to go because I think it'll be a heck of a heck of a good time. It'll be my first first BlizzCon, so I think I should do at least one. <laughs> you know, yeah, man, that's exciting. That's really cool. Your first BlizzCon is always yeah. You know, uh, I've always done quite the, the experience, and and they they always keep going up. So you're gonna have your like your mind blown <laughs> when you get there. <laughs> Well, I'm looking forward to it. And like I said, usually, I mean, if things sort of hold uh, sort of true to course, then, you know, maybe this will be a, a more WoW-focused one, certainly with the WoW movie coming up. And, of course, you know, maybe an expansion announcement, too. This would typically be the BlizzCon where they would do uh, a new expansion announcement. So, so you know, those two things would certainly uh, alone would make for, for a great event. Yeah, I don't think I can, I can make it, though. It's too far of a trip. Like what? Thirty minutes? <laughs> yeah, that's rough. <laughs> yeah, well, the traffic around there, right? Yeah, so I yeah. heard it's pretty bad in California. Um, and Artemis, I, I'm probably fifty-fifty. I'm not. I just have to wait to see how something pans out, and then I'll know. Well, what does it take to drag you out of the icy depths of Canada? What international travel? <laughs> yeah, a lot of money, apparently. Yeah, yeah. Make sure your passport's up to date. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I remember when. Uh, when we got together to flew to Minnesota to Frost Times place for episode uh, 100, it was and yeah, yeah, Yuri had some passport issues, <laughs> but but they let him in anyway. And they, they, they certainly, I don't think he had any issues getting leaving the country for sure. But <laughs> but just make that up, make sure all that's up to speed. <clears throat> yeah, and I'll I'll definitely be there. I got confirmation yesterday, I guess that uh. We've got a house rented just kind of across the street from the convention center on the south side, so I'm pretty excited about that. Yeah, that's awesome, man. Party houses are like, well, <laughs> I don't mean to dub it the party house just yet. But I mean, they <laughs> yeah, always are, right? Like the right? Hunter House. Yeah, I was going to ask those. Is that the Hunter House or is that the Delirium and Friends House? Or how do you want to? 
Yeah, well, so it started, I was a little bit worried about, uh, you know, so I was like, I really wanted to get a house, and some people from my guild were like, well, we don't know if we can make it this year. Um, you know, everybody had gone last year. Some The raid leader actually lives in Santa Monica, so people had stayed with them before. And so I was like, oh, I don't know if we can make this happen. Nobody seems excited about it. So I was just asking around everybody, anybody want to, you know, anybody want to stay at this house? I found this cool place. And uh, and the, so now it seems like we've already filled up to about 12 people who are planning on staying at the house, oh, at oh, least God. tentatively. Wow. <laughs> so it, it very quickly from uh, nobody being sure to everybody wanting to come. So it should be a good time, though. I think we'll uh, have some space. The people who live nearby, we're going to bring some air mattresses for anybody who shows up and doesn't have a place to stay. So right, right. it should be a good time. And then, so since you guys have done this before, so I assume like for, for getting tickets, you just want to be online, ready to go, like, you know, immediately. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or, you know, check eBay afterwards because a lot of people just buy them to sell them. Which is so things. messed up, though, you know. Yeah, that like, is messed uh, up, you know. I wouldn't go to eBay. If you don't get a ticket. that just promotes it. Yeah. If you don't get a ticket, there's good-hearted people who, like, down the road in a couple months, they realize they can't go. And um, I think Elvine has a really good website. I think it's called, like, Looking for BlizzCon. Okay. Um, And that's, like, a website where people resell safely at the exact same price that it was bought at and just... Because they don't want to, they can't go anymore for some whatever reason happens, unfortunately, and they just mm-hmm. resell it at a, the same price or even less. Yeah, and that's for anybody interesting, lfblizzcon.com. That sounds cool. like a good resource, actually. You know, what we, what we did, uh, especially for after like the first round of tickets were done, and like a yeah. lot of my guild members already got their ticket, and you guys can do this too if you just have friends or other guildies. Just hop in Mumble, and then for round two, everybody queues up again. And if someone gets in a shorter queue, but they already have their ticket, and you're needing one, they'll just buy the ticket for you, and then you pay them through PayPal or whatever other. Oh, that's not a bad idea upon. too. Yeah, yeah. And it's just it's 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 a communal way of doing it, and it all works out, and and you have a, a you know a highly increased chance because you've got six people sitting with you, like someone's going to get in. So uh, that's what I did actually this year. I my first BlizzCon ticket, I got it no problem. And same with the second one. But this last year, I, I missed it twice. Wow. <laughs> I thought I was oh, fast no. enough, but I know. So it was, it was horrible. Um, my friend got, like, position number 23 the, for my first BlizzCon. It was totally crazy. I was first. Really? And I don't know hey. how. Wow. Well, I guess someone has to be, right? <laughs> I was like, I got through the Eventbrite stuff. I'm like, there's no queue. And I just filled out my information. I'm like, what's going on? Everyone's like, oh, 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 no. Right. I hope they don't go through Eventbrite again, though. I really oh, they are. It's- oh, they are. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they've they, updated they, some stuff with the waiting room that should yeah. make it a little better. So it's not like you, you know, you're in the waiting room and then you get in to get your tickets and then they tell you they don't have it, so you have to start over. Mm. There, uh, it'll it'll keep the queue a lot better this time. At least that's what they're saying. But yeah, you know, they are doing, like I said, they are going to do two round of sales, one on April the 15th and then another one on April the 18th. So about three days later. So if you missed the first one, but that's good to get to know that there's, there's, there's options that, you know, you may not be completely out of luck if, if, if the, you know, RNG God isn't uh, on your side <laughs> with the so- waiting room. I'm for those of you who've done this. I last year was my first, um, but uh, I found it a lot easier to get in through the queue with only one person 
like buying one ticket and the people who were getting three or four had a lot more trouble or getting kicked out of the waiting room. Do you guys, is that a common thing or? I noticed that as well from what other guildmates were doing last year. Yeah, I don't know. I've always bought singles, but I remember mm-hmm. when they weren't going through Eventbrite, what you could do, it was kind of sly, and I don't even know if this still works, but you would you would hit, you would just hit one, and you'd hit enter as fast as you could, and then you'd hit back, and then mm-hmm. select the right amount you want, and then go back forward to huh. the, the next yeah. page, and it would oh, understood. still keep you in the queue where you were at, but it updated your amount. Um, hmm. I don't know if that's still a thing or not. And you may not have heard that from me either, so I don't. <laughs> it, it was a little weird. Yeah, I don't know what happened to it though. But. Yeah, with the new queue system in Eventbrite, I don't think that'll be the case. So, kind of moot anyhow. Well, well, fingers crossed. Like I said, they go on sale exactly one month from from today, and then we'll continue to to get things organized as well, so we can have some some fun hunter stuff planned. That you know we'll have to figure out. I, I don't know. The, the event is what uh, sat Friday and Saturday, so I don't know when you would want to do a hunter thing. I would imagine you'd probably want to do it on Friday, but you know. Yeah, the goal see. right now is Friday. It's hard yeah, to I, say though, man, because like there's so many parties now that happen in those two day periods. Like when you got your Wowhead party, your Twitch party, your Convert to Raid party, your class party. These meetups, it's, it's like it's mm-hmm. insanity. It's I planned so poorly last year, so. <laughs> I guess that is a good thing. The, the the more time that we have to prepare and the more scheduling that we get, the better it'll probably be. So hopefully nothing overlaps, though. Like, that was the worst is just things overlap. <laughs> so well, yeah, I'm wondering, too, if there's, if there's like, but, I mean, uh, if there's too much stuff going on that, you know, you, you know, obviously you can't possibly do it all. And sort of, I guess you have to pick and choose. And, you know, depending on proximity from one to another, maybe you, you, you go back and forth from a couple of things. Who knows? Yeah, that was nice with the CTR party. I think it was last year. They had it, you know, in the right above the lobby of the Hilton, and it made it easy to, you know, see what else was going on, a couple of gatherings, meetups, yeah, man. and see all the it. parties. So, so I think, yeah, as best. long as you're at the Hilton, it's pretty good for mm-hmm. party hopping. All right. Well, we'll stay tuned, and we'll certainly keep people updated here with, with us as the Hunter plans and things move, move forward. But, uh, why don't we talk about a little bit of news? And, you know, we actually haven't been able to do that in a couple episodes because of other things going on in, in the show. So we do have some some news and a few changes to, to talk about. Some of it was just announced yesterday, <clears throat> as a matter of fact. Uh, but I think there's there's a, a PTR out there right now. And one of the things they're testing is a change to Trank Shot, which they've upped the focus cost to 50, which is just, I don't know, makes me kind of sad. Actually, that's live right that's now. That's live, man. Yeah, it, did they make that live? Okay, my apologies. Yeah. Hmm. Well, you I haven't tried to use it yet, but I don't know. That's and that was mostly. I think that's another situation. I think where you know it's it's PvP based here and not really much to do with PvP at all or PVE at all. I should say. I think that's a fair statement to make. It really affects the PvPers a lot more than it does the raiders because Trank Shot is so seldomly used in uh, a raiding environment outside of, say, challenge modes. But even then, and I had this discussion on Facebook too, um, I didn't get into it because I, I don't think my point was being well received, but... Uh, and when you play BM and survival, you really have two, I call them mandatory glyphs, and that's going to be deterrence and uh, spirit bond. 
uh, for the increased heals. And then you kind of have a freebie, okay? You can mm -hmm. take the disengage heal, you can take the disengage distance, or if you need to trank shot on Beastlord, Darmac, Fogar, uh, the heal on Blast uh, Furnace, you can put the trank shot glyph in. It's not like the end of the world. You're going to have to do it just because of how unbelievably expensive trank shot is anyway. Put the glyph in. It's a 10 second cooldown. Uh, and it's free. Like, it's, it's no big deal. And, and people were like, I mean, I couldn't even believe the outrage. And it was like, guys, there's, there's an easier alternative here if you just put the glyph in. Um, but the, the, I'm talking all about for the rating scene. That's not entirely the case for PvP. So. Yeah, there yeah, were they, hunters in my group who didn't even know about the glyph. They're like, what the hell? It costs 50 focus now. And I'm like, just use the glyph. I mean, uh, we were doing Mythic uh, Beast Lord, and it's like, you don't, you don't need to use it more than every 10 seconds. So it's not that big of a deal. But without the glyph, it's essentially useless. Like, yeah. you can't, that, that's half your focus pool of your yeah. survival. It's stupid. The, uh, in challenge modes, I, I'm not all gold yet, so I don't know all of the fights in WAD yet, but in Mists of Panaria, there were definitely times where you needed it a lot more than, you know, you needed oh, yeah. every three or four seconds yeah, at sure. least. Oh, yeah. Um, so that's sure. going to be really rough for challenge modes. I mean, it kind of takes Hunter yeah. out of the running to some well, extent, unless you're playing with a Druid. Or a Shaman, just purge it. Yeah, and I'm, I'm certainly annoyed with the, the PvP change. It was a, Great. It cost a little bit of focus and it cost a GCD and it gave you an option of a playstyle option of playing very defensively for a class without a lot of self heals being able to, you know, just spam dispel for, you know, a few, uh, again, you know, against a warrior or any, any class really. It's, uh, it was a great play option. You know, you could, you could sit back and play defensively without self heals. And so taking that away in PvP seems like they're going after the wrong targets. Or they're trying to balance it. Beast Mastery is a bit overpowered right now. But I don't know if they chose the right the right way to do it. So I'm I'm yeah, I, I'm sad to miss that play option. But the point about about the glyph is, is a good one. And like you say, I mean <clears throat> we do have the the flexibility with that third major slot to actually fit something like like this in if needed. I mean there's nothing uh, I, I, you know, there, there's there aren't really three mandatory glyphs that you feel you should have, um, other than the, the two you mentioned earlier. Um, so that that does help, and that does that does take some of the pain yeah. <laughs> away. People were talking like the disengage glyph was like a life or death situation, and you right. didn't have it. And I was like, good heavens, no, not even. So <laughs> you know, and if you have multiple hunters in your group, you can easily set up. A yeah, location. and like, and even then, even if you have multiple hunters in your group, you can have two of them run the glyph. And and if you and, and that'll probably solve the problem. I mean, I'm sure there's going to be enough people in your raid that have an effective magic buff removal uh, that this may not even affect you at all. Maybe and maybe it does, and you take the glyph. But like I said, it's going to be so seldomly used anyway that it's it's all good, baby. No need to worry. All right. Well, I guess that's. I didn't realize that was that was that was live now, but uh, that, well, that's good to know. <laughs> Taking it off my bars. Dang it. <laughs> You're done. You're, you're not even. You're, you're having nothing to do with it. You're like, I don't want to look at it. Boycotting it. <laughs> trank shot Unless does I'm not exist. Unless I'm BM and I can get half off trank shots, doesn't even matter. It's dead to you. Yeah, I mean, dead honestly, me. on Beast Lord, like I, I certainly appreciate if you're in a smaller guild and don't have enough people. The hunters got to do it, but I'm definitely letting our druids take care of it. 
Oh, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. just not worth thinking mm-hmm. about for me. Just like, it's just like interrupts, right? Like, I mean, yeah, you can snag right. an interrupt, but there's classes that have way shorter cooldowns on their interrupts. It's like, you usually don't have to. Usually. Sometimes you do. It's definitely good to know how, and I'm, you know, all, all hunters should know where the glyph is and yep. how to, you know, have Trink Shot ready when you need it. But uh, there are definitely classes now that are much better at it than we are. Yeah, and like I say, same thing with interrupts. I mean, I'm rarely find myself being put into an interrupt rotation and more like in case the guy looks like they're going to miss the interrupt then you know maybe I'll, I'll try and squeeze in a counter shot uh, but other than that uh, you know or, or if somebody who's in the interrupt rotation should die or something like that then I might need to step in but I'm rarely rarely do you see the hunters being primarily put into that position <clears throat> unless it's a, a, a ranged target of some kind that melee isn't going to be on But also yesterday, Blizzard announced a bunch of, of itemization changes coming for BlackRock Foundry, which was a. It was interesting that they they came out with it yesterday on a Saturday. They don't necessarily do that, um, but they're raising the item level by five for all the gear that's dropping in BlackRock Foundry, as well as the highest rank of Pexis and the stage four crafted gear as all as well. So all that's going to be five levels higher. And, you know, there's been some interesting discussions. I mean, what does everybody sort of think about that? I mean, it's good. I mean, everyone likes getting better gear. I certainly, you know, like getting better gear. No question about that. I think it kind of makes Highwall stuff very, uh, very irrelevant, which I understand that kind of was their goal. I feel like they made a mistake not separating the items like this, and that they're doing it not even that far into Blackrock Foundry being out, that kind of was a hiccup on their behalf and i also hate that we don't get weapons until like the harder fights you know like maidens and blast furnace yeah but that's, you know that's the glaring problem i see in it for hunters uh is that our weapons come from the way later bosses so if you're like stuck on progression halfway through the instance chances are you may not have a souped up blackrock foundry uh weapon and when casters and rogues are getting their weapons on, like, the first couple of bosses, like Rule and Orgorger and stuff like that, uh, I mean, you're going to start to sink to the bottom of the meters just because weapon damage, right? Um, I mean, certainly the case in, in the upper echelon guilds, and then to some extent that trickles down to everybody involved. But, um, yeah, that's kind of a bummer in my opinion. I didn't really think the weapon pacing in Blackrock was super duper. Uh, same thing with the Trinkets to some extent, like Mythic Chromog, you have to kill to get the beating heart, or Girl's not too bad, but... And then Blackhand has Chromog. one too, it's like, good heavens. Well, Chromog oh, yeah, is Black, what, six? Your six Mythic kill? Like, it, I mean, or I, don't, I forget what your six or fifth. Is. Yeah, something like that. So you still have to be kind of, like, invested to get it, so... Um, but yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I think that's kind of weird too, but from a, from a design perspective the whole buff deal it was a little weird they they have to i mean i'm no uh what would you say like professional source on this but they have to stop making these design changes in the middle of progression it's not fair to these guilds especially when like uh like for example like black hand is going to die a lot faster now like phase one uh tuning adjustments are going to be a lot more lenient now because people have five item level boosts things are going to be dying quicker uh, this is going to increase the rate that bosses are being farmed at. I mean, it, it all kind of has this uh, butterfly effect, right? And it, and it just makes things weird. Like, they shouldn't be doing this when 
I would say the majority of guilds that put in a fair amount of time invested into their rating haven't finished the tier yet. And by finished, I mean like, what? So heroic is the baseline average difficulty for guilds to be doing their rating content. So after like, say, I don't know, 50 or 60% of the guilds have maybe killed the end tier boss or, or some metric like that, right? Like when, when Blizzard really sees in the statistics that, that most everyone is done, that's when they should be making these tuning changes. I mean, we've seen class changes happen so far this tier, and now we're seeing these itemization uh, changes happen so far this tier. And it just feels weird from a progress, uh, progression standpoint. Um, buffs are great, and it's certainly going to make things a little bit easier. Um, and it's not like the largest buff either, because remember when we had like the two or four upgrades, I mean, you could slap those on every single item, uh, you, you'd be farming gear. Uh, it, it, I think those buffs were a lot larger than, say, this one. But uh, I guess that's my take on it. That was kind of long-winded, but that's how I feel about it. Anybody else? Sorry, I didn't mean to take up the whole... No, that was good. That was that was good. <clears throat> I mean, and this isn't the first time we've had a split tier like this, which uh, I, I don't know how you guys feel about that. I think, Bendik, you mentioned you weren't a fan of the, the split tier yesterday when we were chatting. Yeah, I don't know. I just, um, just not really a fan of it. But, uh, but, I mean, you know, they did it in Mists of Pandaria, and I don't seem to recall them having to make this kind of adjustment with Moshugan vaults and Heart of Fear, so I'm not really sure what, what wasn't changed. Wasn't the eye, eye level gap bigger between those two? It was. Two? Yeah. Yeah. Like was it? Bit. I can't yeah. remember. It was like 10 or 15 item levels. But it was 483 to 495 for yeah, normal. Yeah, 12. That's 12, right? 12, yeah. A lot of people are speculating, too, that you know Blizzard might be thinking that just not enough people are progressing. You know, like killing Blackhand, like if you look at Wild Progress, I think only about 2,000 guilds in the entire world have killed Blackhand on Heroic, which seems low to me. Maybe it's not, but I don't know. It definitely feels low. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, mean, would, I would have to see, like, you, we would just have to go back to other tiers, and, and it's hard to do now because Wild Progress doesn't really necessarily track um, kills this way. I mean, someone might be able to look at it, but just at a glance, you can't tell how many people killed. Uh, normal or whatever, Garrosh, uh, I mean, you know, uh, Mists of Pandaria's normal version, right? Not like Mythic or whatever. You guys know what I mean. The normal <laughs> version of Garrosh. Um, it's so weird to talk about the rate sizes like yeah. that. But I wonder how many times Garrosh had been killed by X amount of guilds uh, when a month, or how long have we been in Blackrock now? Two months? When two months, months, and a half. Month, month and a half. Yeah, it hasn't been two months yet. It hasn't really been that long, but uh, I wonder if it's more or less. That's what I was curious of. Well, and the, and then not only that, but we're just we're talking about Blackhand, the end tier boss. People that have stepped foot into Heroic Kaimal and killed Imperator are thirty three percent of guilds right now. So one third of all raiding guilds have killed the end boss in Heroic Kaimal, and only four percent have killed the end boss in the tier. High or low? What do you think? Like I said, I have no way to compare it to like. Well, we could we could siege, do some but... sleuthing. Let's, let's <laughs> take a look. So if if we uh, if Siege of Orgrimmar uh, came out on what was it like? I it think September. September. Yeah, September yeah. of uh, thirteen. I think. Okay, so we click we click heroic Garrosh Hellscream. Oh no, that's mythic. Right. So Siege of Orgrimmar, <laughs> normal Garrosh. Sorry, normal Garrosh Hellscream. 
and then we go all the way to what would this be? We're going to have to look in uh, what's a month and a half after September? What's that's like October, right? Yeah, well, I mean, well, <laughs> you're talking sometime in November. Oh, late, sometime o- late October, yeah. early November. I might be here a while. I'm scrolling through a lot of pages, but I'm kind of curious to see what the actual number. Yeah, if it came uh, out like you know, middle part of September. How many more bosses? Six. Oh, quite a few. Yeah, I mean, Siege was packed, but it, but also like some bosses were like easy to take on. I really feel like the difficulty in between bosses in Blackrock is probably a little bit harder than the difficulty in between bosses in Siege. But I mean, like, there's clearly, clearly some walls with, say, uh, you know, Blast Furnace and Maidens and stuff like that. But I mean, like, Siege only had a couple walls. Like some, like Dark Shaman was kind of a wall for some guilds. Then you had your Siege Crafter, Paragons, then ultimately Garrosh. But, like, the first early couple of bosses really weren't that bad. Um, and But I would expect that, though, right? For for uh, a 10-man uh, raid instance between a 16-man? I mean, you're going to... I would sure hope that the, the pacing is... I mean, if, if 16 bosses in Siege all got harder after the next boss, it would, like, drastically harder. It would be, it'd be crazy. No one would have done as good. Well, they were talking about this on CTR this morning, and they are basically saying that there's most of the bosses in this tier are mechanic checks instead of gear checks. So it's, it's a little different, you know, like the other previous raids, you know, you get more gear every week. Eventually you're just going to push through it. But some of these bosses, if you can't nail down these mechanics or the wrong person keeps getting chosen to do some mechanic randomly and they keep failing, you know, there's a lot of personal responsibility. Which isn't always a bad thing either. But um, I think there's a lot more of that this year than we kind of ever seen really before. Um, at least not in Siege, there wasn't at least this much personal responsibility. And it really is gimping some guilds. Well, I, I did kind of come to some sort of conclusion here. So I so 2,400 guilds have killed uh, Blackhand right now at, at a month and a half in. I went a month and a half into Siege of Orgrimmar, and it's actually 2,600 guilds killed uh, Garrosh at this timeline. So it's almost the same. Siege is just a touch easier. But then again, there's a couple of variables. Bosses, not, yeah. yeah, then like, well, like, and not only that, but how many guilds were raiding in Siege as compared to, uh, say... Right, we've got a lot uh, more players what? now. I, I mean, yeah, a ton more players. Tons and tons of more players. So I, I don't know if, if the if that data is even skewed or not. But yeah, I don't know. I mean, you know... I think early on, anytime I, I think Siege was probably pretty popular when it was released, mainly because it was the final tier of that expansion. So I think that sometimes draws draws people back. It's hard to say, right? Because you know you have people, you have a bunch of attrition. As you get towards the the middle part of these expansions, people get bored, tired, or or, or whatever. But I think it sort of ramps up again, maybe a little bit when you get that final tier. But but you're probably right that there are probably more people active right now than. Than there may have been at that point. But, I mean, it's interesting what you say. You really thought about them being more mechanics checks than, than gear or, or just flat out, flat out DPS checks. But yeah, and that can be a problem for a lot, lot of guilds too. I mean, you know, not, you know, for some of the ones that aren't the high end guilds, you know. Mm-hmm. Where well, I mean, and that makes people up have the core to do, of WoW's rating population anyway. It, it does. It really does. I wonder how much of this is affected by flex rating. It's uh, 
I think I, I know back in Tin Man days, it's so much easier for one person to kind of be a hero and, and just carry people. And now it's not really, it's not an option around 20 players or more. And I feel like most guilds, you, you know, even if you plan on being a 10 man heroic guild, if you want to do any mythic at all, you've got to have 20 people ready, mm-hmm. even if you're just doing one or two bosses. So I think more people are aiming for that number. And th- so that's yeah, as much as the encounters themselves is increasing the personal responsibility required. So nobody can just, you know, hero through it. Everybody's got to be able to pull their own weight. Yeah, I mean, that's very true. Usually guilds that can kill the end-tier boss can also step foot into, say, maybe two mythic encounters past that if they're still, like, kind of keeping the same pace before the next uh, bit of content comes out. And and that's true. The 10-man heroic guilds have to recruit 10 extra people now, and, and that and that causes a whole slew of, of changes, not only to your roster, but making sure people can keep up with the attendance. You're adding an additional 10 players into the mix, do they mesh well with people? How good are they with mechanics? It's like it's a totally new change for a lot of guilds. And the ten man guild was the bread and butter for most all of WoW's history. I mean all of the big boy uh twenty five man progression guilds still existed of course, but I mean everybody else was generally speaking a ten man. Um I mean by a huge uh ratio, right? I mean for every twenty five man guild there was there was probably four or five ten mans. Yeah, at least yeah, no ten man was was definitely the way that, that people had you know, chosen to, 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 to go with, I mean, and certainly for the, for the mythic and, and the harder stuff, you know, I mean, it just seemed like it was easier to get 10 competent players that were able to progress through that content a little faster than you can with, you know, 20 and, and, and of course with the flexible and with, with normal and heroic, you know, you're going more than 20 at sometimes depending on how many players you've got, got in your guild. But in some ways, the bigger size can be easier because you can afford to lose one or two people, you know, maybe. Um, whereas in 10-man, if you lose, you know, one person, you know, depending on the encounter, that's could very well mean a wipe, you know. <clears throat> you can't necessarily overcome that. I, big- I kind of felt like the opposite was true because, like, or when I was doing 10-man raiding, it was a lot more common for, especially hunters, to be the last person alive and still finish the pull. Um, cause you know, you weren't, but if you're the last out of 25 or 30 people there, you know, you don't have much of a chance unless he's at, you know, just a few hundred thousand damage. But with, uh, with 10 man, you know, you weren't overcoming quite as much. No, but with a, with a, say a 20 or 25, you could, you could, you could possibly lose somebody. Right, one or two, you, yeah, you could yeah, use yeah, it. Right. You could, you could lose a couple people and, and, and carry on and feel confident that you're probably going to push through it. Whereas, you know, you lose that one person in 10. Or if you lose, certainly lose two people in ten, yeah, you're you, you could be on some thin ice there. Yeah, like on Thogar, you can expect you know three or four people to always die to the trains, and you you can still finish the fight. Mm-hmm. Oh, trains! I like that fight. That's a fun fight. Yeah, I love that it fight. Is, yeah. <laughs> it was a lot of fun on Mythic too. It was like it was a lot more fun than Heroic. Still really cool though. Reminds me of, uh, oh god, what's his name? Hygen. Does it not? When was the last time you had to, like, move around the entire room because of an imminent death, right? Hygen. The guy, the guy in the X, he shot up the, the, he had yeah, the yeah, dance, no, yeah, the, the safety dance. Yeah, no, dance. that was a great yeah. boss, too. That was one where you, and, and <laughs> there was, like, no enraged timer on that. I remember we had one attempt on him. And we wiped, but it, we must have been in there for like 
more it was more than 20 minutes because a lot of people had died from the dance but we had a few of us that could uh that kind of mastered it knew how to do it and uh <laughs> so we just kept going as long as long as we could but we had like two people left and then we just kept going back and forth and ended up wiping anyway but it was we were there for like 20 minutes it was crazy all I remember from that fight is the tank not moving fast enough and my pet dying. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, no. Every yes. single time. Does everyone have their frost resist gear for Cindrigos or what's it got? Uh, mm-hmm. Saffron. Jeez. But the train titan, the Thorgar, you can't go forever. I think early on when we were trying it, we actually got to the end. And at the end, you eventually get all four trains coming at once. And oh, my gosh. That that's the white mechanic for that. You can just deter through it. Come on. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I have everyone bubble. Yeah, I've, yeah, deterrence. I love that ability. God, if they ever take that away, I'll just cry. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, that that would be a sad day, man. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Someone but, tried gripping me into an oncoming train, and I just hit deterrence as soon as I saw it. He never did it again. Well done. Nice. Yeah, I like it. Like it there. I haven't had to use it much on on that fight, but Orgorger certainly it's gotten me out of a few jams. Oh yeah, definitely. Fight. Oh my goodness! <laughs> I don't yes. even think about where I'm standing because no. I'm just a turn. <laughs> <laughs> Although apparently, I guess you guys have probably figured this out too. You can be strategic about the crates and force him to kind of dictate the direction that he'll go. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I don't know how other guilds do it, but we definitely split up our ranged and melee. So if one of the groups kills it a little too fast, though, it kind of messes everything up as far as dictating the direction. No, that's we, we that, keep... That's what happened. No, sorry. I no, I said we, we've been keeping everyone together. We tried this last week and it worked pretty well, whereas we just kind of move as a group and we, we target uh, one crate in the beginning and then there's like a specific ones that, that will attempt to hit that will kind of keep his flow going there's like maybe one or two points where you kind of have to say all right which way is he going and you know hope he chooses the direction you want but for the most part it seems to work pretty effectively i feel like when we do the all hunter version we can just uh uh just kill him during that phase i think that's going to be the way to go let your health drop down as low as it can get and use all your health potions but just kill him off in that phase Blackrock's going to be interesting with all hunters. I'm like thinking about that briefly. Yeah, like Gruul's going to be super weird for the tank. I don't know how that's going to work. Let's have and our then, pet like, and, then, like, we, and then we all know how hard like pet positioning is. So like having mm-hmm. swings group to group is like, ugh. When are we, are we going to do that? Is, uh, there, is there a team, is there a team hunter even planned? I know, I know it's been swung around with, yeah, we should totally do that sometime, but have we even considered? I don't know. Are you going to go alliance? I want to do I am gonna go primal. Alliance. I should be alliance soon. You better go alliance. A couple weeks. Oh, <laughs> uh, everything's changed. <laughs> I know. I know. How weird is that? Yeah. High mall, is that what you said? Yeah, I want to start planning high mall stuff out. I'm waiting on shoot to, Get his stuff to 100 first because he's going to make an alliance hunter now. You might even transfer alliance because rest in peace, skilled. Yeah, that sucks. Yeah, I say if he's got more than one hunter, which, you know, you should have more than one hunter, you would think you could just, you know, transfer one. (laughs) I think he does. Well, I know he has two horde hunters, but I don't know which one. Yeah, he wants to put where. But uh, yeah, we were, I was actually with shoot. 
and Vittoria, who's another hunter solower, and then myself. We were actually trying to three-man bracket spore. It was going pretty well. Uh, the only thing that was actually a pain was the tank breath debuff was really sporadic. We couldn't control who it was going on, and it wouldn't go on our pets. So that was what was killing us. But outside of that, completely doable. So I feel like if you if you threw 30 hunters in that, um, easy peasy, totally. Yeah, but uh, we tried Kargath too. I think that's just a war of attrition. I don't think we actually just had the health pools to survive that. Um, but yeah, totally. I think I think High Mall is absolutely doable if we can get 30 capable geared hunters in there, 100%. Should we do normal or heroic? That's a real question. Uh, normal. <laughs> totally normal. <laughs> yeah, I don't think heroic is right is ready for that. I think a lot of people underestimate I don't think heroic's ready for us. Okay, yeah, maybe. I don't know. Maybe maybe we can get a couple kills on Heroic. Maybe like one or two, but I don't know. It's, it's just a lot of damage, right, without a healer. Even even with Spirit Beasts and Animal Bond, it's just a lot of damage. Yeah, I don't know which of those fights would be. I'm trying to think which would work. I mean, obviously, with the Hunters, you've got all that damage going out. So you, the fights are short, but are they, you know, it's a question of are they, can you make them short enough? <laughs> To mitigate all the damage going up. But yeah, I mean, there's no reason not to do it. And if you have to wait another tier till the next tier comes out to do it, yeah, you can do that too. <clears throat> but uh, yeah, that's a good thing to do when we're waiting for the next expansion. <laughs> How long do you think we're going to wait? Oh, I honestly have no idea. I mean, uh, they're going to announce. longer than MLP. I, I, I don't know. It's, yeah, I think. Uh, no, go ahead. I would, if they're going to announce it in November, I'm not sure if they're going to say the release date too, or like they say they want to bring them out quicker, but they've been saying that for like the last three. So I don't know. Like, well, if if you're optimistic, you might say like next spring. But I that's think if, that would be a lovely thing to shoot for. Yeah. But I mean, who knows what's going to happen? So here's my opinion. Uh, spoilers omitted, I guess. I don't know. I mean, everyone on their legendary ring crest, right? I won't say too much, but... Mm -hmm. uh, so, we are fighting the Iron Horde right now. We are, of course, going to defeat the Iron Horde threat. We know Gul'dan is out there and very evil. He's going to herald in the Burning Legion. Duh, right? Like, um, So, I think once we either kill or recruit uh, Mr. Gromash Hellscream... Uh, we'll tackle uh, Sargeras and his cronies, and then I think that'll be a tier, and then I think the Burning Legion is going to be the next expansion. So I, I still think they might do two tiers. I could be totally wrong and off the mark here. I think they're going to do two tiers as well. Oh, yeah, I think the, I think they have to do another tier. Um, well, yeah, they... yeah, but I, I think it's going to be uh, Gul'dan and, and, and Fellow. Uh, well, uh, no, I guess I, guess I misspoke, because that would mean another tier, wouldn't it? Because... What's the next place called? The Iron Citadel? Where does Gromash live? In Tan and Jungle? Where does he live? Where does he live? What's the place called? What's his house? I don't know. It's it's going to be Tan and Jungle. They're going to have Questline there, I'm pretty sure. Maybe they will add it. How the are they going to do that then? Right. All I know is that they already said that the next expansion is going to be just Warlords Part 2, basically. Really? Well, so that's why I think it has to do with the Burning Legion. But where does Gul'dan yep. come in and all this? So I, we have to fight him this expansion. I think that's he's. I, oh, I think Gul'dan is this expansion. In fact, if you even look at the uh, 
some of those statues you can get for your for your garrison. I think the one uh, there's one with Cadgar. Yeah, Gul'dan and Cadgar. That's Gul- Gul'dan and Cadgar. It, it just seems to me that that's where this is going. This is going that, that Gul'dan will be sort of like the big, big baddie end yeah, boss of this that's expansion. That's the statue you get when you finish yeah. the legendary. Yeah, exactly. So that leads me to believe that that that's where they're going with this. That Gul'dan will be the final boss. Was it supposed to be the last boss? They said he was going to be the last boss of the expansion. How weird would that be, though, if we finish the legendary quest line and they still leave Gul'dan out there and then we have to deal with him in the next expansion? That seems weird to me, that we have to wait Mm -hmm. for all new content, level up, the whole new, brand new expansion experience to just begin the story where we left off in the last expansion. That seems super weird. Another orc and, and another course. orc to begin with, yeah. <laughs> kind of done with the. But, but Solar, there's no more troll dungeons. I, I'm calling. I told you, the Garrison. <laughs> Gar- uh, the next patch is going to be the Garrison troll dungeon. Trolls, all trolls. Going to be a troll invade. It's going to be a troll invasion raid. That's what it's going to be. Get ready yeah. for it. But I, I don't know if they'll be able to. You know, who knows if they'll get the next expansion out earlier or or not. I mean, a lot depends on. I mean, I think the holdup from getting us the next expansion is all the content that they choose to put in there and how hard is it to design and, and how long does it take for them to, to get that polished and ready. Telephone. I think your phone's ringing. I think that was Gul'dan calling. <laughs> He's like, hey. Yeah, hey. That's right. The, the burning, burning Legion has burning ears, I take it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but what was I saying? So, yeah, I guess it all depends on what they decide to do there, especially, you know, and I'll be curious to see what they do with Garrison's. I mean, we talked about that a couple episodes back where we were sort of filling, filling a little time and whether or not they'll continue on with Garrison's uh, as a permanent feature to the game or if they'll just leave it at, at Warlords and uh, revert back to what they, they had. With it. I yeah, I, I do too. With it. Yeah, me too. Me too. I'm making so much gold through Garrison's, <laughs> it's not even funny. Like, I didn't, I had no idea once I got enough treasure mission specialists, I would just be raking in cash. Oh, I love it. And the garrison's cool, I guess, but gold, 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 gold. Like, I wouldn't mind some changes to it. Like, uh, I still think it would be cool if it was, like, account-wide or at least faction-wide because it can get a little tedious, but I, I don't know. I still hope they reuse all that work they put in, you know? Yeah. I won't, I won't do it on another character, man. I copped out. I said I won't. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> I, I, have, I have no desire. I, I was going to do it on my warrior, and I got to like a level 2 garrison, and I started like doing the buildings, and I just went, nope, 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 nope. Not even. Goodbye. Yeah, I mean, if you're willing to put in the time to, to, to level up another garrison or two, the, you know, you, the <clears throat> there, there is definitely some, some payoffs for that. I mean, I've been able to completely, you know, provide myself with everything I've needed, you know, don't have to flask potions and, and very easily mm-hmm. do that, you know, and have the mats available to do those things. I mean, I just like having a, uh, being able to disenchant gear on a tune that doesn't have enchanting. That alone <laughs> makes me, I'll be really sad to see that go if they get rid of that. Have any of you been using the mage tower? I have not put I one have. of those up yet. Yes. Like I recently switched one of my large buildings to that and like, it's awesome. I don't know. It's they give you these little things you can move around your garrison, and like mm-hmm. these little teleporter things you can put them anywhere, and you kind of launch yourself between the two points. 
And you get these, the work orders give you Apexis crystals, which is basically, you know, your seals for the week. Yeah. But they also have a chance to give you this item that instantly completes any mission. So you get your Blackrock founding mission, complete it right away. Oh, cool. Then you get your yeah, portals to awesome. the, outside the raids. Mm-hmm. I don't know, it's just like... I well, just, it is. It's I didn't for... need the uh, the bunker anymore because it just kept giving me, like, armor sets, which I was just vendoring at this point. Oh, you th- you tossed your bunker? I, I tossed did... my bunker as well. I would have thrown away the barracks. Oh, I need the extra need, five followers. Yeah, see, I need... Oh, I'm, I'm sorry, not the bunker. I threw away the barracks. Yeah, whether you need the... Uh, well, in my opinion, I already have the six or seven followers that I use for all my important missions, so anyone else I could honestly care less about. So I tossed the bunker. And I got to keep my scraps to upgrade my followers still uh, through the, what do you guys call it? What's that, the alliance the, version of the building? Oh, the Dwarven Bunker? Yeah, the Dwarven Bunker. So I yeah, kept, I kept that and I threw away the extra five follower building to get the Spirit Lodge. I get to chill out with ogres in my garrison. Nice. Well, the reason I got rid of it was because I had a stockpile of all the st- upgrades. Like, I don't need anything. Even weapons? Oh man, I'm hurting for weapons yeah. so bad. But you will next tier, right? Well, I can always switch back, but for now it's fun just to have the portals and all that mm-hmm. stuff and instantly complete missions. It's just, I don't know. Yeah, it it's a really fun. cool building. I spot as they stables. change everything. What's that about stables? I can't give them up. I don't ever want to be dismounted. I want to just run through large packs of mods and not care. <laughs> you know what? There might come a point where I get rid of my barracks for the stables too, just for the convenience. Like, because like you said, like you only need like your eight team followers that can handle most of it. Well, the bodyguard's nice just to have a, a mission table out, out in the world. <laughs> They need those in raids, man. They, I need I need a portable mission table. A mission so I, table I, I and raids? Yeah, I know. I can't even tell you how many times I've like covert opsed hearth to my garrison during like break <laughs> trash to try and get some stuff done and then head back to the raid. Oh my gosh, so many times. Oh yeah, I got my first mythic cache and it was awesome. I got mythic warforged best in slot belt. Cool. Nice. Wow. Awesome. Yeah, I got the cloak this week actually. Mythic warforged cloak. Nice. Something kind of funny. My first mythic high mall cache was a dupe of an item that I already had, so I was I was very bummed oh, out. Yeah, and then and then my first mythic black rock cache was a dupe of an item I already had, <laughs> but I'm still oh getting upgrades out of high mall. My mythic high mall cache is it's still clocking in upgrades for me there because they keep coming out warforged or like with the socket. And it's like yeah, oh, but the duplicates cool. hurt so bad. I, I can't. It's you want to like, know something that annoys me? Uh, this hunter of my guild got Warforged socketed trinket off of Blackhand. Oh, yeah. Wow. Nice. I'm like, you're ne- we're not going to kill that anytime soon. I yeah, hate our, you. Our shamans, yeah, really, our shamans but got we're still really lucky. <laughs> That's ridiculous. So after the upgrades to that, it's going to have like 500 passive agility or something. Yeah, it's crazy. I've got the heroic version it's of it. It's going to be like an 8% But heavy. nothing Warforged. I was going to be 700 item level with these changes, but I forgot my weapons high mall, so rip. Yeah. Isn't that the worst now? It's not going up at item level. Everyone else's weapons are going to go up at item level. It's like, I have a mythic bow mm-hmm. from Bracken Sport. It's like, well, I... Uh, it's game. Just... It's, I mean, it's... And now I that's tried. the same as a heroic Thanks. bow. Yeah. From BRF. So. 
A heroic warforged bow, yeah. Oh, well. At least mine's gonna be. It's still a little annoying, though. Yeah, I still got the, the crafted gun for the moment, so at least that'll go up that goes five, up five levels. Right? That'll go yeah. up five, yeah, to 675, yep. so that'll help a little bit. So has everybody got their tier yet, or are you guys still working on that? I mean, I'm still sitting at two pieces, and both are heroic. Well, better I almost have mythic tier. Yeah, um, I need gloves. I have two heroic pieces and two normal pieces, but... Oh, it's nice. definitely definitely worth it to use the. You're normals. playing all BM now. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So uh, yeah, my my t- my two piece tier consists of a <laughs> heroic helm and a normal chest. It's probably. Oh, uh, yeah. Don't get me started. There's there's a there's a heroic run in my guild tonight. I'm hoping I can sneak some pieces in because most of the people in there don't need gear. They're just doing it for runes. So. Yeah, we did we did normal first, and so we we kind of spent some time in there. So I managed to get you know the, the four pieces out of that between drops and a couple bonus rolls as well. So, um, so yeah, it's nice. I mean, I, I mean, I hate the fact that I can't replace it. You know, I've got higher item level pieces like a chest and a helmet, but I can't really use them because of the four piece bonus. And it's sort of, I don't know, kind of sad. <laughs> Just shows you how good that four piece bonus is. Certainly, certainly for beast mastery. Yeah, I think for all specs, pretty much. I mean, you'd have, you'd have to have, like, I don't even know what you'd have to have. Like, I don't even know if Mythic would be worth breaking the bonus for. Probably not. Hmm. Hard, yeah, you see, that, that that was when I always went to SimCraft and, and Zahara's, right? So you, yep. might wanna bring, you might want to bring up uh, Esoth's Hunter Tools for that. That's always like, well, if I get this tier piece, but it means I lose a piece, but it's mythic, you know, things like that. That's always. Yeah, and that's the thing. Go too, to the you, charts. And if you're going to give up one piece, then, you know, you have room to give up two, obviously, until you get the two better pieces, probably. Because at that point, having three pieces is here, you're, you know, you're just talking stats at, at that point. So, yeah, if you're going to break the four. Then yeah, you probably have you probably need to look at you know replacing two 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 of the pieces at that point, and seeing if that bumps you up or not. But what else? What else do you guys want to talk about? And we're kind of we're we're rambling all over the place because there's, yeah, there's there's not much yeah, news. There's but, there's an interesting thing here that says hunter topics. That seems yep. Is that something we should talk about? I mean, we should. We can talk about. Oh, you know, why don't we talk about this a little bit too? I mean, I guess. So, has everyone? Well, let's ask this question. Everybody here kind of jumped on the 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 BM bandwagon, if you will, or or, or are we? You know, I know Bendek, you're you're running uh, BM pretty much. I'm running BM pretty much exclusively because I like it a lot. Um, but who else is? Are you all doing BM or or back and forth or what's what Artemis? What, what are you I've running? I played all three specs in progression so far. I'd rather not talk about it. <laughs> I've sunk so much gold in enchants and deming. I, know, I, I say, believe you did that. I mean, yeah. I would in your position too, but it was just, I was like, I'm a casual now, man. I was just looking at you like, spinning gold. <laughs> Ew, gross. <laughs> I mean, it's one thing to play two specs, but when you're bouncing through all three, yeah, that's that you're, you're, going crazy there i can imagine because you're really as you say re-gemming re-enchanting you're paying money to to respect <laughs> as well uh yeah that does sound kind of miserable 
but um but he said are you still doing that or are you, have you settled on two now for for where you're at with progression i was settled on two but then i realized i have to play marksman now for maidens because <laughs> i'm going to be on the boat a lot and we need just a single target sit there and do damage spec wait you need the you need the bird what VM playing. No, I'm literally just sitting there turreting. It's easier to line up. Oh, actually, it's more easier to line up cooldowns with VM, but it's honestly a lot more right. damage just sitting there with marksmen. Would you save stampede for it? How many times are you going up there? I don't save stampede. I'm going to use crows. Go up there because three of times. Because, because of how many times you're going up there? Yeah. Okay. That's what. Yeah. I yeah. If I was not on the boat for well, if I was only on one boat, I would still go. BM, but since I'm on all three, I'm going marksman. Is it working out? I'm kind of. That makes me. I mean, I'm not doubting your decision. I'm just kind of curious as to. If, I mean, with. The, the, I honestly. The I'm mostly just following like Kenny Loggins' footsteps, really. Um, Can so you go marks? Other, I, yeah, I mean, yeah. Hey, I could. I mean, sure. They, I mean, I even went marks for Beast Lord just so we can get single target damage. And it's an early progression. See, that's what people that's what don't understand. I, see, that's that's a good point to bring up. Is just like just because the spec is like pounding numbers out, you know, it doesn't necessarily mean that it's like the most preferable. Like if people are doing like BM and they're cleaving, like ads on 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 Darmac like melt. I mean, it's disgusting how fast ads melt on Darmac because people want to pad. Uh, and and yeah, yeah, granted it's farm, but also when you take uh, a progression mindset. Um, I mean, Artemis brought up an, an incredible point. Uh, the single target damage is what matters. I mean, ads are going to passively die through mm -hmm. natural cleave or maybe one AOE uh, every now and then. Like we had, to, we had to beat that point in so hard into our raiders on Garrosh for pushing phase one as fast as we could because people were just so uh, concentrated on padding on the ads that I mean, you you actually looked at the single target damage breakdown and. It, that's where it showed who was actually doing what they were supposed to do. Um, so, good point. Yeah, operators kind of like that too, where you have some very specific targets that you need to to focus fire down in the midst of all those ads that are out and about running around. I still want BAM for that, and I destroyed cannons, I destroyed boat, I mm -hmm. destroyed boss damage, but my cleave was just ass, because I wasn't really doing yeah. a good job keeping up beast cleave while doing that, but oh well, got the <laughs> job done. Yeah, it's uh, a good point for for blink strikes. Like a, a lot of the time, blink strikes like you might do higher overall DPS, but a lot of it's just padding. You might you're usually better served using crows or stampede for for priority targets. Like I don't find myself using blink strikes that much at all, unless like maybe it's like a farm boss and you just want to you know do high numbers for fun. But beyond that, I find it's better just to. Stick with talents that focus on single target. Well, let me interrupt real quick, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> Are, I think, on the, if you look on the stream, Artemis has got Roger Brown portrait. Hello. <laughs> I know. I think Roger Roger Brown is here. Oh, Roger's hey. here. That's what changed things. What yeah. up, Roger? Hello. Yeah, sorry. Hello. I'm just waiting for the discussion to like pause for a sec before I, I realized that. Yeah. Um, but it seems like I joined at a great time where we're saying that BM sucks, survival is the best. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Had to call uh, in backup support. <laughs> uh, but in all seriousness, I think um, the one thing that I've uh, really thought about this tier is, um, and I, I don't know if you mentioned it already, but 
think it's nice when you take, for example, the ads on Beastlord that you said, um, or the ads on Thogar, or even the ads on the hands of uh, Chromog. And lastly, which is the most important at least for us, was uh, the demolish, uh, demolisher damage on uh, Blackhand. Mm-hmm. Even though that's not AoE, but still the same logic applies where I'm thinking you should try at least to do as the most effective thing that you can do. So, for example, what I mean is instead of on the demolisher having one guy, like an arcane mage, just nuke it down from 100% to zero and no one else touches it, it's better if, for example, you're a hunter, survival of course, um, and you throw an arcane shot and then you have a full serpent sting taking it down and then you continue focusing on the boss or maybe you throw a black arrow because that's like maximizing your damage there without um, while still focusing on the boss. So if everyone does that, then it's all going to be good. Same with AoE. If everyone just uses their effective AoE, so if I'm a survival hunter, instead of spamming multi-shots all the time on the hands of uh, Chromog, the the best thing is probably to do a barrage, maybe throw one multi-shot on the right, one multi-shot on the left, let those serpent stings tick, and then you leave the moonkins to clean it up, and you focus on the boss. So... Mm-hmm. That's that's just my and, thoughts. And, uh, you know, and it's true. I, I really believe that a lot of people don't understand that, and they just see what the Scotter report says, and that's what they base all of their judgments off of. You know, they yeah, don't and, realize and, and, they don't realize how important effective damage and where it needs to go, and how important that is. Exactly. I'm not. I'm. I'm like the the reason why I'm saying this is because you could easily say, "Oh, we have too much damage on the hands of Chromog. Uh, just let only the Moonkin AOE. Everyone else single target." But that's not as effective, right? Like, mm-hmm. it's good always to maximize your effectiveness of your class, and yeah, that's what I do at least on um, most bosses, or I try to. So, uh, so what's new, man? You guys, you guys uh, bored with Foundry already, or how you? Uh, what's what's going on in the in uh, <laughs> you guys right now? We are uh, we're bored to wipe on Hans and Franz. That's for sure. <laughs> uh, that fight, man. Oh. I mean, I like it personally, but it's just so painful wiping. Um, I wouldn't say, at least I'm not bored. I think some people are already, which is sad. But I find it still quite fun. Still, you know, looking forward to playing it with, uh, like, the second raid, so you can kind of progress again through the dungeon now that you know everything. I mean, the the 5 eye level boost is going to help a lot that they mentioned. Um, I guess you covered that already, though. Well, but, we talked about uh, the gear boost. We haven't really talked about necessarily the impact on the bosses themselves. Cause, and they said the goal was just to make the, the gear feel more rewarding and not to nerf the content so much. But there's no way that it doesn't <laughs> nerf the content when you I, make the gear more powerful. <laughs> yeah, I think it's at least half and half of their intention. Like they want to nerf it a little bit because they probably see how people are struggling too much and it's not fun. Yeah. Which is, I like it, to be honest. So, no complaints there. Do you, okay, so we were talking about this, and, and this, I mean, who better to ask than uh, you? Do you think they need to stop making these kinds of changes mid progression? I mean, while granted a lot of guilds are done with black hand, I mean, there are still a ton and ton and ton that aren't done with black hand. And now that they um, just had this mm-hmm. big change through their progression, yeah. I mean, how weird is that to happen? I think, them? listen, I think the best way to handle this. Because I, I think that 
yeah, at some point you want to nerf the content, yeah? Let more people experience it. Instead of, like, I don't really like when they say, okay, when the new tier is out, you just nerf, like, 30% damage, mm-hmm. health, everything of the previous tier. I think the best idea, I think I saw it somewhere, would be that they have it organized. Kind of like Lich King, you know, where you say, okay, next week I'm going to have 5% more damage and, uh, and stuff. Uh, but... Uh, yeah, that everyone knows that, and it's not like, oh, surprise, you get five extra level. Whoop de do. Like, if it's always consistent, say, you know, after a month, you get some kind of benefit, and after two months, you get a little bit more, or something like that. So everyone knows, um, and it's, it's not like, ah, we are we're almost ready for a kill, but now we can't really say that we killed it before the nerf. Like, so, you know, so kind of like uh, so kind of like progressive ICC and Dragon Soul five percent. Yeah, I think that's the best to be honest because you can't. Tr- yeah. Or do you, you know want it to it? happen through gear? Like, do you want the fights to kind of remain um, at the same integrity? Yeah, I mean, Siege of Orgamari, you know, in you know, in Mist, they they let you upgrade your gear, you know, for eight levels as a way oh. of, of nerfing the content. So I don't I don't know which one's better. I no, you didn't I, like that at all, no. Oh, no, I'm glad they didn't do that. <laughs> yeah. um, I think, mm, I think, uh, I like it more the way, like, not with the eye level boost, actually, because that changes a lot of things, yeah? Like, you have in your head, okay, this is my best slot set. And then, oh, they just buffed everything, so now, maybe, you know, for some people, a trinket that was really good from high mole now feels kind of shitty. And I don't like that changing your gear strategy. But uh, yeah, I think the best is, you know, either buff the players 5% or nerf the bosses by 5%, for example. Something like that. Yeah, we were talking about the weapons earlier too. Like if you had the, uh, that the high mole weapons now are going to be a little bit, seem, feel a little bit less effective than. Yeah, yeah and what it, they it were. Was, it was ridiculous because, <laughs> like, all of the weapons in, in Blackrock come like later on, right? You know, Blast Furnace, ma- Maidens. So, like, unless you're like busting out these heroics or or even mythic encounters, like you're stuck with the high maw gun. And in my experience, at least in my raid team, I don't have a mythic uh, Blackrock weapon, but all the druids and all the rogues are getting their stabs and daggers from like Orgorger. And Hans and Franz and stuff like that. So, like, Hunters kind of got the short end of the stick on that one. I thought the weapon progression for us was, like, really bad in Blackrock. It was really bad this year. Like you said earlier, everybody else gets to see to get their weapon before, like, we can even see one. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I also think a good idea would be that uh, they let you progress your gear through upgrading it to Warforged. Or, you know, put some random stat on it. Or, I don't know, something. That would be also pretty cool. But didn't but, you, did you not like the upgrade system? But how would you do that then? Like, what would be the the way to upgrade the gear but not have it be like tedious with that? Um, maybe something like okay, you can spend, I don't know, five coins or something. Like maybe more. I don't know. Like spend five coins and upgrade an item to Warforged. So oh. you kind of lose the chance to get it. Again some extra gear, but generally speaking, when you are at max gear and you want to just upgrade your stuff to Warforce, there's nothing else you worry about, It's it feels better to just say, okay, I'm just going to save them and use them to upgrade this, which is certain that it's going to work, instead of just keep coining the boss and keep getting, like, I don't know, a ring or something. 
Yeah, like, yeah. I think the coins could be used for something like that. Yeah, as someone was saying, Apexis crystals might be another form of currency that you could that could be used for for something like that. Yeah, I'm not sure that they hit the mark with the Apexis crystal. Feels no, kind of like, no. yeah. uh, like okay, you need it at the start, and it was really, really annoying for me when I had my sixth character and I had zero crystals, and I'm like, oh, <laughs> do I really need to do daily just for the legendary ring? Ah. <sighs> But uh, at least they put some missions, so I was like double dipping on them, you know, which you can buy with resources. It's pretty cool. I don't know if people know that. If you get either, you know, a Harrison Jones quest, I think, or like a Garrison, in, uh, not invasion, Garrison campaign, or just a daily Apexis, and then you also buy the same mission from the guy outside your main hall, then it double dips. You do them at the same time. It's oh, pretty good. I didn't know that. Yeah, I didn't yeah. know that. That's cool. It didn't used to when you got the garrison campaign and the daily at the same time. You didn't double dip. You had to do it twice. I think so it's just cool. one of these missions, but it helped me a lot. Also, have you mentioned that, man, why doesn't Blackrock Foundry drop the, I don't even know how to spell it, Abor, um, to pronounce it. Uh, alligator, alligator stones. Alligator stones. Alligator stones. <laughs> uh, alligator stones. The alligator stones. <laughs> Jesus, I have to go into LFR Heimo like six times. Oh, the pain. Yeah, that's rough. Yeah, that's a good point. It's not like they've never done that before, right? I mean, when when in at the end of Mist, they kind of set it up so you could get anything you needed out of the current current raid tier. So I'm, I don't know why they didn't want to continue that this time around. Yeah. Especially Basically, now when they're trying to make you know take away the incentive for you to go back and run High Mall right now. At least they will next exactly. week. Exactly. Yeah. Like I think it's really hitting me hard how bad it feels when. Like, I have five characters, and then I made the sixth one, all right? But the five ones, I leveled from day one, and they're all at a pretty good point. But then my last character, the followers suck, you know, I, legendary quest line is so behind. Just feels really awkward. I don't know. I wish there were some better catch-up mechanics. Yeah, I mean, at least they at least they doubled the drop rate, right, for your alts and stuff like that. Like that's kind of nice if you're if you're progressing your legendary quest line. Did you see that where your alts could? Oh uh, yeah, 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 yeah. That, one, mean, that one's okay. For the high mold ones, right? Like you yeah. get extra one. That's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not nearly uh, as effective though. Getting him dropping out of Blackrock though. Oh, what happened to your mic? Me? I don't know. Can you hear me? Oh, you can hear you. It just just it sounds, sounds like a little you're on off. A phone. Yeah. Oh. I don't know why. Oh, hey, there, See, there you go. There you go. Yeah. Put it towards my face more. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we'll just fix it in post progression. But so, have you done anything other than survival this tier, Roger, or is it that you haven't even thought about doing anything but survival? Um, well, I obviously thought about playing BM when they were like, oh my god, BM seems higher, <laughs> everyone go BM. Uh, but what happened was I, could, I didn't really have time to even consider switching and like, you know, getting a bit used to it again before the raid on Wednesday. So I'm like, yeah, I'll just go to survival. I mean, survival got a boost, right? Use Stampede, which I was using anyways for Black Hand. That's a DPS increase. Um, also, you know, Baraz, Glaivtos, all that stuff got buffed. Uh, so I'm like, yeah, I mean, if it was good the previous week, it's even better now, right? Mm-hmm. So I stuck to it. The other two hunters in my guild, they went BM. 
like, ah, oh, let's go. And they jammed everything and enchanted everything. And we go there, and in phase one, I did more DPS than them. And they're like, after two tries, all right, never mind, switching back to survival. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to try it at some point. What really sucks is that when you have, again, what I said, like you, you have your gear, you have your mindset, what gear you want. And then suddenly another spec is better, and you have to rethink everything and re-jam, re-enchant. It's like really a lot of money. I don't know. I mean, if it was a big difference, but as far as I can tell, it's not really. Um, unless you're cleaving, right? But mm-hmm. yeah, uh, yeah. I don't know. I'm in love with survival. I mean, everyone knows that. And I'll, I'll probably let the other hunters try it first again. See Just how so they do. <laughs> if I feel really bad about my DPS, then I'll consider it again. Yep. I'm wondering how, actually how Marksmanship is doing now. Well, um, Artemis said she was using it for Iron Maidens when she yeah. was on the boat. Oh. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I guess that's but, really good there. See, I'm not crazy. It's decent for the boat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's good there. The, the problem with it is that uh, overall DPS probably survival of PM is better and the tactic that we use at least we only do two boats so we push it before the third and the earlier you push it the better it is generally speaking um so yeah i mean just sticking to survival there i think um, it's safe to do two boats for my group i know we have a lot of gear at this point but i think for safety we're going to try with three depending on how we do yeah um what do I want to say? Actually, one thing that I I really haven't really theory crafted at all with these new buffs that the talents got, but I was really like, damn, that's a huge buff to um, what was ah, what's the name? Not focusing shot, the other one. Munitions. Focus fire. Munitions. No, 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 no. The the big uh, knockback shot. Oh, power, power shot. shot. All right, like it was sixty percent buffed. Isn't that like insane? Like. <laughs> I don't know, single target MM at least should be the best, or I don't know. I think some people are practicing with it. I don't I don't know how good it is though. That's a good point. Yeah, once every forty five seconds it just doesn't make a huge difference which one you're using there. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And most bosses you probably want to go for Baraz. But uh Yeah, I'm not really sure. at all. Yeah, there's there's probably a few Roll you can get away with power shot, maybe. And the oh, nice thing about power shot is that it doesn't have to do with uh, uh, weapon damage. So, mm-hmm. like, even if you kind of have a crap weapon, it's it's uh, it might be okay to use since it's yeah. just attack. The bad card. thing is that you need to stand still, right? That's always a negative. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Uh, oh, I wanted to say something else, but I forgot. Well, did it have to do with a talent or a buff? That was what we were talking about: talents and buffs. Oh, right. No, it was about a nerf. Oh, what the. What what is that fifty focus? Oh, <laughs> we were just talking about that. <laughs> what the? Okay, so here's what I was saying. I thought, I thought my I rate was joking. Yeah, we were doing heroic, and they're like, "Oh, it cost me fifty focus." I'm like, "What?" Uh huh. Yeah. Are yeah. Are you joking? Right. Like it's not. He's like, "No, it is." I'm like, oh, oh. "Okay, I guess I'm." Wait, the glyph still makes it zero mana, uh, zero focus, right? Right. On a ten second uh, cooldown. Mean, so here's the thing. Not, there's, there's like two mandatory glyphs for BM and survival, right? Deterrence and animal bond. So you can heal. After that, you can use the, the disengage heal. 
the extra disengage jump distance, or you can opt to put in for trank shot. So like for the fights you need it, like Beast Lord, uh, Blast Hand or Blast Furnace, and Thogar, you can just put it in, and it's and it's no biggie. And like I'm sure in your raid you can just pawn it off to have the druids do it or the shamans, right? Like, oh yeah, of course, for sure, yeah. So, but yeah, it is, it is kind of crazy. Yeah, exactly. It, it, it <laughs> yeah, makes it unusable. I mean, that's uh, an insane nerf. I think that's basically, hey, PvPers, get this glaive. Boom. <laughs> like, yeah. Or I, I don't know, do they really cast more than twice per oh, 10 yeah, seconds? With 50 focus now? Oh, no. They, I mean, you can't now, but... Yeah, exactly. It's like, oh, yeah. this is out of hand. Let's completely nerf it and make... The it is ridiculous though. Right. It's it's like it's like a beyond usable if you don't have the glyph. Like fifty focus, like forget any sort of like cool uh, GCD management. Like you're gonna be delaying everything if you have to use it. So yeah. I think it would have been smarter if they just put a cooldown to it. Like in yeah. I don't know, five seconds cooldown or something, or I don't know. Yeah, or if the, the glyphed version was acceptable, then just remove the glyph and make that be the yeah, how exactly. the ability works too. That that would have been another yeah. route they could have gone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's yeah. on the official forums. That's pretty much every thread right now. Is oh my gosh, it was, it was an outrage. It was a, it was. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen hunters get that riled up in a long time. Like maybe when our damage <laughs> was so bad in the beta, but I've never seen anger like I saw in the trank shot. It was absurd. Mm-hmm. More than the removal of distracting salt? <laughs> maybe I don't know. Maybe yeah, <laughs> yeah that was pretty bad I, too. But <laughs> I think this is a lot worse. Yeah, a distracting boy. shot. There were a few people who were very loud and vocal about it. I was probably one of them, but uh, I was one of them too. I like I like distracting shot. I like distracting shot too. Yeah, of course. Like taunt, taunt one of the Garrosh ads that were like too close to the tank, so they wouldn't yeah, blow up on each other. That was that was, that was big nice. money. Yeah. Yep. Just give some flavor to the class, some it uniqueness. Does. You know, Celestalon said it was my poem about distracting shot that uh, convinced them to bring it back. <laughs> well, I remember him saying, hey, I mean, we removed it, but we buffed Growl, so you can do your pet taunt <laughs> things. What? No. It's like, no. what? That's not the point. <laughs> no. They, it's like when they make statements like that, I go, do you play a hunter a little bit more than an hour a day? Well, I think we He's, all know the answer to that. I honestly, yeah. I, yeah. we saw what happened what when he mean, did play but... a hunter. <laughs> oh God, when he played and then Miss Fine went to play. <laughs> yeah, we all got Twitter people to just go, "Hey, make him play Marksman." Everybody like rallied. <laughs> good times, good times. And there you go. And then, and then they like, bought Barad. The top spec going into the the expansion after that. <laughs> oh, have you have you? Uh, discussed a bit that uh, I think this is the first time ever that within a tier, well I guess you can call it one tier they've went, we've went for marksmanship survival and now BM like mm-hmm. all three specs yep. do, you, yeah. do you like that? I kind of like it because when was the last um, time you got to do that? Uh, I mean it makes, it makes it expensive to change things and you have to relearn but like when was the last time all three specs were competitive like that so closely together? Well I would have preferred if two specs were really good and you swapped between them depending on the fight and that was consistent throughout the whole thing instead of like okay I, I've learned MM it's going great and then oh survival buff everyone switches to survival no one plays MM ever again and yeah. I don't really like that hard switch 
Yeah, and I'm fine with. If it's, if it's two specs, it's it's fine because you can even have a dual spec. But then they put like a oh now you play BM and you have to oh, I don't know. Yeah, I don't care which one of them's on top. I'm glad that they're all very close, but it needs to stop changing mid tier. Like having to switch in the middle of you know a fight as to which one is best. Oh, hot fixes changing the entire structures. Yeah, too much. that's not something we've really seen before. We've seen them change going from one tier to the next. But rarely have I, do I recall seeing it like this, where each one has sort of had a different position, you know, while that while the tier was was in full swing in full progress. I mean, the last time I remember something like that maybe was uh, Naxxramas Wrath of the Lich King when when BM was just just destroyed. <laughs> With the one button macro, the yeah. monster macro. Oh yeah, it was yeah. crazy. I mean, that was when we had the big tier trees, and I think you could dip down and. Get readiness from the marksmanship tree, as well as you know you weren't taking the top uh, oh, yeah. talent in beast mastery, so it was just very very powerful. Scorpid pet, yeah. Pet. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh man, this was good times though. Marksmanship, I really liked it back then. You multi-sorted. That was the one time where you multi-sorted as a mem, and it felt mm, just yeah. I'm doing massive damage right here to the Valkyrs on uh, Lich King. Yeah. Wait, no, you said Nextramas. Wait. Um, well, well like... Nextramas, when we went into that, like, like Beast oh, Mastery right. was, was, was just ridiculously overpowered and just got... And then armor penetration. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, armor penetration. Oh, yeah, I remember in Nextramas, yeah. Uh, sorry, I, I thought you said ICC. I confused. Well, I remember Marksman in ICC, as you said, the armor, the whole armor penetration stat. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Deathbringer's will and then armor penetration mm-hmm. gems. He had like forty four percent, fifty percent armor penetration when the trinkets proct. It was like ninety. Yeah, those were crazy days. Well, do we have any? What what else do we need to talk about here? There's, we got some. Did we we already kind of did set bonuses, didn't? No, not that question. Are you looking at the hundred topics here? I am. Yeah, we kind of gl- glanced over. We talked a little bit about set bonuses. They're good. We like them. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we hope, yeah. We hope they don't get nerfed. The yeah. BM one angers me, but it makes me happy at the same time. Oh, yeah. You need to, some like WeCore or something to notify you because when you're focused on the fight, you don't really have time to check every every kill command. Oh, did it mm-hmm. reset? Oh, it didn't. Yeah, I have a, yeah, I have a WeCore of the track it for sure. Like a big old Beach Wrath one that like, yells at me if it resets. Yeah, maybe something like shoots fireworks and, you know, <laughs> here we go. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, mine's literally like 72 point font. Beast of Wrath is up and then a big ding, ding, ding sound. <laughs> so I kept <laughs> missing it too. Yeah, I, mean, I don't know. if we, we haven't talked about Focus Fire either, which was the other sort of big change for uh, uh, Beast Mastery this tier. Uh, and- yeah, right when I was thinking, oh, maybe I should try BM. Then they mm-hmm. s- see that and I'm like, oh. Oh god, the one thing I liked about BM. Why? Why? Why did they think it wasn't a, a bug? It felt natural. Felt good. Yeah, it was it was just it just added another like little kind of cool thing to do, right? So you would you would ki- you would kill command, mm-hmm. you'd so you'd cobra, kill command, cobra, and then you'd still kind of keep it up. It it just added a little bit of extra variables to the rotation. Just a little bit. It was cool. But yeah, yeah I, I didn't I didn't know like how game breaking that actually was, you know, like oh dang, you know, we got to put an extra global in between a cobra. I don't, I don't know, not the end of the world, kind of silly. That, that's the change that you're talking about, right? Or am I? Yeah, I, yeah you, you got it. 
We're talking steady focus, right? Yeah, yeah you're talking yeah, about steady, steady focus. I was talking about focus fire, but yeah, steady focus. Oh, Jeffrey, oh, we forgot focus, to talk about okay. that. That's. I thought you meant the one oh. where you could sneak in a global between the cobras. Sorry, sorry, sorry. That's sorry. right. Because so steady what, focus. Yes. Yeah, well, steady focus. Is that right? Because that we were saying kill command was wasn't being treated as interrupting yeah. cobra shot basically because it was yeah, a, same, a pet ability. Same focus fire as well. You could focus fire and continue your chain of two cobra shots without it breaking. Mm-hmm. So basically, only arcane shot or kill shot broke it, which felt nice. But yeah, what um, what change are you talking about? The focus. I was just fire? saying that the ah. changes to focus fire in general with the, with the buff that it got. You know, before you just more or less wait for five stacks and then pop it, but it's just much more complicated now. Oh, I like it that way, man. You got you got to add some of that that in depth play style mm-hmm. into the rotations, or I get bored with them. You know. Yeah, I like that too. I like that too. I. You know, popping it at any stacks and stampede, making sure you pop it before it expires, even mm-hmm. if it's only like one or two stacks. Um, you know, right as before you go into Bestial Wrath or halfway through Bestial Wrath if you get a stack refresh or something like that. I mean, it, that's so, that's the kind of gameplay I enjoy. Solar, are you using the weak ore for it? Or oh, not? yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, uh, I feel like I, that's I why train. it's boring, though, because everybody's just doing what the weak ore tells. There's no real and gameplay I was, there. I'm glad you brought that up because I was thinking about that yesterday. Because so, I, I read somewhere on a YouTube comment, I mean, I know the great, the greatest place to go for, for right. discussion, uh, that someone said that World of Warcraft looked way too easy because of all the add-ons and stuff that they give you. So I was thinking, it just had me thinking, what if I got rid of the weak aura for focus fire and I, I did it all based off intuition, right? Mm-hmm. And, and, and that would certainly uh, be a mark of a skilled player to be able to do that. But at the same time, I, I also told myself, well, I don't want to fuck up. Oh, excuse me. Uh, I don't want to <laughs> mess up. Mm-hmm. So... I, I, it's still in my weak auras, but I know what you mean. It, it's, it's just like dot snapshotting used to be. Yeah. Um, and it, if you were, you know, really good at paying attention, you could do it by hand, but almost every decent player used a weak aura to tell them when to do it and when not to. And so there's not really a lot, a lot of gameplay. Yeah, that's certainly a beast, isn't it? Whether, whether or not you should, you know, do it based but, on um, or... that focus fire in PvP. Oh my goodness. I switched to BM pretty much only for <laughs> PvP now because it's just so overpowered. And your burst is insane. I think there's a couple that can burst a little harder, but we've got so much control over it, and it just melts through people. If you go five stacks of Frenzy, plus your Bestial Wrath, Crows, there's just... Everybody's dead. I just hope they do PvP-only nerfs, you know, like they did with Chimera Shot. Yeah. Like, no, yeah, that'll be interesting. Twenty percent less in PvP. Mm-hmm. If they do that to kill command or something, I just hope they go that route. Yeah, you know, this is an interesting topic because we've been called like saying this. Like Blizzard has been hearing about you know separate PvP and PvE balance things, and they've always said we don't want to uh, have it complicated. We want to keep it consistent so people are not confused. But then you see that they have to do it a little bit here and there, and like they do these small changes that are only affecting PvP. Uh, so I'm just wondering if they're still kind of dipping their foot in the water, or maybe this is just you know accepted and just do all the balancing different for PvP and for PvE. I think that would be a great day. Just two separate rules. Well, it still blows yeah. my mind that they they make PVE changes based on PVP or vice versa. But sometimes some abilities will get a different tooltip in PVP. It's like why can't you just make it the same thing across the board? I just don't get it. Like why yeah, do well, some changes get a, a mainly, separate tooltip? Yeah, mainly it's the uh, what's it called? Mainly it's the scaling of things. 
like I, I'm pretty sure that the reason why Stampede was nerfed was because of PvP, and then they thought, oh, mm -hmm. instead of buffing it because it sucks for PvE, let's just make it twice the duration, because that doesn't <laughs> really destroy PvE, PvP. <laughs> right. And then you're like, okay, 40 seconds of a cooldown, I mean, it's cool, but you know, your my my trinkets have expired, and that feels kind of awkward. It's yeah, yeah. I'm still glad they did it, but would have preferred if they just adjusted the numbers for PvP. But it PvP. definitely worked. It's still useless in PvP, so I guess that yeah. was successful. If that was their yeah. goal. Yep. Unless maybe you just want to annoy people. It's good at annoying your opponent. Yeah. Also, your melee. If you have like three hunters, boom, fifteen pets, and be behind the boss, <laughs> they, and they get uh, slagged, right? Artemis has a good a good plan for. Well, what pet are you using, Artemis? I'm using my rhino. <laughs> oh. Glyphine oh, stampede okay. mm -hmm. with the glyph stampedes. You have like six stampede. rhinos. <laughs> I have six rhinos plus the four set. And that's another rhino. And if I want to use dire bees for some whatever reason, that's uh, that's another pet. I'm just Wait, saying. I know there is a glyph that reduces the size of your pet, but is there one that Why would I do that? Oh, well, you I, can take the misdirection glyph. It used to be the misdirect glyph. It yeah. misdirect? No, it, it still enlarges oh, it's the still target. Bigger. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, So I can just make Rhino Gosling huge. <laughs> and you can keep that up 100% with the minor glyph. Jesus. The tanks will hate me. The melee already do not like him anymore. <laughs> like, there's so many Rhinos, I can't see mechanics. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a fun ability. It's fun to do stuff. I like doing stuff like that. <laughs> Find the biggest, have, most like, obnoxious pet possible. I mean, I just wanted a funny named pet. That's it. I mean, it's not my fault. He's a big old rhino who makes grunting sounds and all sorts of fun sounds in the melee. Do rhinos but still there... have the, the knockback? They do, right? I was about to ask that. I couldn't <laughs> yeah. remember. Yep. The pin down thing? That's funny. No, the, the knockback, the one knockback, that just goes yeah. flying, yeah. It's it so charges great. in all fast, yeah, it's pretty funny. Or near a cliff, just hit somebody with it. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, it must Did be it? great for, like, Thogar. Like, oh, mass grip? Oh, JK. Fuck them all back. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, I don't know if you, if your guilds do this, but we've reached a point where, you know, we kind of mess around, and for Thogar and for Beast Lord, in spe like specifically Beast Lord, what a lot of people do, um, a lot of our druids do, is they will place the what's it called the vortex right before the grip, so everything gets gripped oh. on the boss, <laughs> and then everything everything gets back pushed onto the <laughs> vortex, and then they also like typhoon, and it's like all over the place, and everyone QQs, everyone whines. It's it's the greatest. That sounds good. That is funny. Oh yeah, if you did that in my raid, they'd just get mad that they couldn't do the most damage. It's, it's all oh, yeah. seriousness, yeah. Oh, nah. That's a good yeah. plan. Just make sure nobody can ever pad meters. Yeah. Put up your dots on all the ads and then knock them back. Um, can I bring in a small subject? I guess you probably uh -huh. haven't touched it. Um, the one thing that I'm really uh, not feeling that great about is the fact that I even asked uh, Celestial and they said, nope, no, no changes are going to happen on that, that uh, you can actually overcap your multi-strike over 100% and you get no benefit for it. It yeah, really sucks. I, I figured that was going to happen with like the four-piece proc and a couple trinkets up. 
uh, the well, the four piece just four gives just you damage. Yeah. damage. Oh, the damage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but if you have the uh, butcher trinket and then you have the chromog trinket, and then you also have like the um, what's it called the weapon enchant. Right now, I'm yeah. overcapping on the pool, yeah, because everything procs on the pool and you use everything. You're overcapping by, depending on your gear, of course, but like 10, 15% if you're really good geared. Are you, you using skills? Bleeding Heart? Or what, what was the second Wait, one, not skills? One yeah, he's using the Chromog. Okay. Chromog. Yeah, so you can, you know, hold that off and use it on the second half of your. Uh, yeah, your, I know. What's that thing called we use? Stampede. But yeah, it's yeah. really kind of disappointing. I'm not sure what is best. Like, there's obviously a cutoff where it stops being good using it on the pool together with everything, and then you can use it later. But mm, I'm not sure if it's the best. I'm sure then everything's again, changing with the eye level changes too now. I don't know if that scale yeah, is really going to sure. be worth it anymore. I, I mean, obviously, you want to eventually, when you kill Black, and you want to use the trinket from him. Uh, especially or when you get it in that, your garrison. <laughs> Oh, right, yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, a lot of people are not gonna have Black Hand killed for a long time, and it really sucks, cause those two trinkets are, ooh, you know, great multi-strike, survival, yay. But then you feel kinda, oh, I'm wasting a lot of stats here. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I would, I would like it if it was like, oh, if you're overcapping, you just increase the damage, like the four piece oh, yeah. does. So mm. you don't lose yeah. it. Something like that. I mean, it's not too different than we have a obvious crit cap for a yeah for MM during uh, rapid fire, at least that mm-hmm. I think anybody can reach with early, you know, even heroic gear. You you're up to that crit cap during careful aim. So it seems they're you know at least they're aware of it. Yeah. Well, what do we got next? I know we're. I think we're. Well, I mean, we're is, already we're already an hour and a half in. This is a, we are this is a big old so show. I think, as sad as it might be to call it, since it's your, it is your last show. So no, it was yeah. it was so nice. It was a long show. We had Roger come in. It's, it's, oh yeah, man, Solifrere. That's really sad to you go, but good luck with your yes, future pursuits, you. as we say to the declined people on our application forum. <laughs> <laughs> what am I getting rejected? <laughs> I don't know. It's just a phrase that I, you know, it sounds nice. Good luck with your future. I don't even know how to pronounce this even. Pursuits? Pursuits. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds good. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, so he's, he's leaving us to do something awesome, pretty awesome. So you know, and and, hey, and we'll all see him at BlizzCon, right? Yeah, we'll see him at BlizzCon. Are we gonna yeah. make the twenty-minute drive? Yeah, the, the twenty-minute drive across town. I think they drive. make the QA people set up for the computers and stuff like that. Oh, cool. So you know, we have an outside chance or hopefully a real good chance of being friends and family. You know, hey. Oh, yeah. I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll hey, I heard Overwatch is coming out soon. Yeah. 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 My email. Overwatch beta. <laughs> beta? I'll give you my email here about? under the table. Overwatch alpha oh, is what alpha. I'm about. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah. I've been practicing get... playing CSGO. Um, you know, getting my aim all yeah, good. That's what I've heard. People are starting to come out to Counter-Strike in preparation of Overwatch. Man, that's funny. A lot of yeah. us started doing that. Yeah, we want to get into the next expansion, you know, when all the NPCs are nothing but textured cubes and everything's broken <laughs> and we can start giving feedback. I mean, we're ready to go. <laughs> <laughs> all 
right. Well, on that note, you have been listening to episode 213 of the Hunting Party Podcast. I am Dark Brew from thebrewhall.com and the Brew Hall on Twitter. I'm Artemis Hal from the Warcraft Hunters Union and Artemis Hal on Twitter. I'm Solar Flare from Cloak and Quiver, the J.J. Abrams movies, and at the underscore Solar Flare on Twitter. I'm Delirium from ThrillOfTheWild.com and at Delirium Hunts on Twitter. I'm Bendak from Eyes of the Beast, uh, Blizzard Watch, and Bendak Wow on Twitter. All right, check us out on iTunes, YouTube, Stitcher, or at our RSS feed to your reader. And these links will, of course, be available in our show notes. If you have a question or topic you would like to discuss on the show, email us at huntingpartypodcast at gmail.com or send us a tweet and a follow at huntingpartypod. Today's episode brought to you by a stampede of Rhino Gosling. Awesome. Stay thirsty, my friends. Remember to drink your dark brew lager. Always flare at the choke points. Siempre presta la emoción de los eyes. Keep your eyes on the beast. Don't forget to pay your dues. And for the horde. Wow, last show, perfect outro, high five everybody. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Around the team, Thanks go, go, go. Magnamara, Ascalor, Gruel, Cthulhu, and Razorgore, Onyxia to 